So I decided this week that we should open a bit lighthearted, you know, have something fun and fantastic that everyone will enjoy. It's like a slinky, fun for a girl and a boy oh, wow. or non-binary, you know, agendered, just fun for people. Okay? Yeah, you're just continuing to let people know just how old we are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that commercial was so great. I desperately wanted a slinky as a child and I got one, thank God. Yeah. The phone ran out after after a while still. So. I mean, like, did it though? First, like did it the first couple of times it was like, yeah, but then well, I guess it depended on the quality because I had like the, the plastic one and those that started to break and stuff. Oh yeah. I had one of those I had a rainbow plastic one, but then I also had like the regular boring like metal one. So oh. But that never that actually ran out of fun until I lost it. Oh. I have no idea where it is. How do you lose a slink? Anyway, you know, you <laughs> this, know? Is a, this is not a slinky podcast. <laughs> this is not a slinky podcast. This is a podcast about non-monogamy, polyamory, becoming our best selves and being who we are. And also, I feel like we need to talk about these two articles that I saw on the interwebs, which are oh not quite related to polyamory, but are fun enough that they have to be included because it's about coronavirus dating slang. And I know what you're thinking. The fuck? There's slang for that? Yes. That was yes, my reaction. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There is slang for this. Uh, so there's one article from Askman and there was another in The Economist. The Economist people. How like, is this related to The Economist? What is that no with The Economy? I have no idea what it has to do with The Economy, but The Economist wanted to cover it, so they decided to do that. And I said, fine, I will read both of these articles since you've twisted my arm to find out what these dating terms are. <laughs> yes, they twisted your arm so much. They twisted it. They did. And as a result, I, I also lovingly twisted Sham's arms so that he could, you know. Yeah, my, yeah, my arm was actually twisted. Okay. It was I, not. I'm not even close to you. Virtually twisted. <laughs> possibly one of the terms on this list. Who knows? Okay, fine, fine. Okay, so I want to start with the one in The Economist, because that has some very interesting things. It was more like international. The first one is a Japanese thing called with drive-through matchmaking. I don't speak Japanese, so it's just, like, literally, it's like written in Japanese. Was it kanji? They have, yeah, probably kanji. They have like yeah. a, 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 um, a sound out. I'm not even sure if I want to try to say yeah. this. Uh, or mm, no, I... I'm just, mm, no, I'm just going <laughs> to skip that. Good. Oh, wait. Japanese Road to Love. There we go. That's what it, it is. Be drive through. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you explain this one to me because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it as I am with okay. things. So pretty much what I have seen is that, well... They explain that, you know, before the pandemic, Japanese singles on the hunt for a spouse would often, you know, trade flirtatious glances at parties and other events or be set up by dating agencies, right? So since you can't really do that, um, but matchmaking firms are still seeing a lot of people who want to be hooked up. So what they decide to do is like a drive-through sort of thing in which like singles flirt with each other from their cars in empty Ah. parking lots. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to get dressed up and go to my car and like drive to this place and like make eyes at someone like several cars over. So you just flirt through your window. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just flirt through the window. That's it. I have many thoughts about this. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Please tell me. (laughs) My first thought is like this is almost like um, legalized street harassment in a way because literally men are told like no you shouldn't be shouting at women from your car window because that's harassment which it is but no it just feels like oh here's a version where you know they're okay with it so they're literally driving up to attractive women or women I assume you find attractive in some way and saying things to them from your car window like that's I mean... one. I guess. <laughs> That's the way they want to do it. Two, um, this is not good for like, you know, hey, some of us are broke. Some of us don't have cars. And all I'm thinking about is, you remember, uh, was it No Scrubs? Hanging yeah, from your best friend, dry. Yep, that's it. Right. Like, do you carpool for this? That's a very interesting question. Like, can you imagine going to this and you have your car, but then you see a guy in a car with like three other dudes and he's like in the back seat trying to, you know, holler at you. And he's just like, 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 shut up, guys, shut up. I'm trying to talk here. Hey, 
So, you know, yeah, no, this is my friend's car, but it's cool. It's cool. I got my own place. Yeah, I got my own place. It's cool. It's cool. My mom lets me have the whole basement. <laughs> oh, God, so accurate. No judgment. No judgment. Hey, things happen, especially now. Oh, no, listen, I'm totally okay with the people living with their parents. I am, I am 100% on board with that. If I could live with my mother, I absolutely would. One, definitely cuts down on the bills. And two, oh, it oh, means yeah. that my mom makes food for me. Like, who doesn't want that? But you know I what? Can... Anyway, we're... we're getting distracted see this is what happens every single time okay the next one is corona lingers one last thing okay fine see your thing if it's in america what you should call it is fast and fierce dating instead of speed dating all right now we can move on i'm sick of you i'm sick hang up right now fast and furious come on come on hang up immediately You've been banned. You could get, could get sponsorships. You could get Vin Diesel on the phone. It's all good. Anyway, on to the next one. What What did you <laughs> say? I heard, I heard lingus. Coronalingus. So I thought this had something to do with cunnilingus, right? Like I yeah, really, I would really thought this was about like some kind of eating pussy shit. No, it's just like, you know, like fucking and shit. I don't know. It's like swapping like... <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. It's like so I think Isn't it's about it, it is a kind of cybering. You're just sharing like nasty pictures of your genitals. That's it. That's just like I mean, it's just cybersexing. But like I mean this is like, I was already doing this back when I was calling it cybering. So Yeah. But I guess the kids nowadays don't want to use our old ass terms. Fine. Judgy. Yeah. Okay, right? Zoomer. Whatever Zoomers. The other one is Cuomosexual. So people who are devotees of Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, which I have many feelings about. I think we should just skip it. This was the one that really, really drove me wild. It's called Zumping. Now, Sham, when I say the word Zumping, what pops into your mind? So one thing popped into my mind, because since we're doing like dating terms, I'm thinking, all right, Zumping. What's big in coronavirus? Zoom. And what do I know that has umping? Humping. That was my first thought because I guess I like humping. I don't know. Yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Um, I'll take zumping, final answer. I'm, I'm locking yeah. it in. And it is not. What? Zumping is the act of ending a relationship during a Zoom call. So instead of dumping someone via text, you dump them over Zoom, which weird, but okay, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's not that bad. Like, compared to dumping over a text or how many other ways this is not the worst. It's still weird that we it needed needs its own classification because in the world that we're living in right now, you can't really be dumping people in person anymore because you know because then you're gonna be single and have coronavirus. You don't want that. <laughs> well like what happens if you don't know over FaceTime? Like do you still call it zumping? Like there's just so many other parts to this. But it's fine. It's fine. I hope it's not thumping thumping sounds coronavirus dirty. coronavirus and chill. Which is pretty much like, you know, you watch virtually a film or TV show with your quarantine partner, which is fine. That, that you know, quarantindering, you know, using Tinder while in quarantine. COVID divorce, which is like a COVID-induced breakup. I guess like COVID oh, yeah. There were a divorce. lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> so many articles and stuff about those. Like, okay, that mm-hmm. one's a real one. I will give you that one. Yeah. Like, people breaking up left, right, and center. Oh yes, I am. I am breaking up with people left, right, and center too. Oh wow! Just, you. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm like things are working and not working. I am not a heartbreaker. I'm just. Mm-mm. It's not COVID. It's me. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's and a new one. The, right. The other one of the economists. The last one was um, the cooling off period. It's in Chinese. Or sorry, I don't actually know. If it's like Mandarin or Cantonese, or it just says a 30 day wait to get a divorce in China. So we talked about this um, at the beginning, I think, of the coronavirus in China, where a lot of people after quarantine were trying to divorce their partners. So apparently there's this thing, they have like a cooling off period now where you got to wait, like, okay, you get 30 days, like chill out, relax. See if you really mean it. Like, See if you really mean this shit. Give it a chance. Maybe you freaked out. Give it a chance. It's just love. It's fine. So that's what that last one is on The Economist. So So that one's like a a, a response mm -hmm. to to COVID. COVID. I can't even say it. COVID. COVID. Like, I don't. It doesn't make sense. 
It doesn't make sense to me. It's but it's like fine. A... Cool okay. divorce. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, All right. I mean, that one's actually that's the economist. Sense. You know, they have some useful stuff in there. So Still we decided to go to Ask Men. Economist. Yeah. <laughs> and then we you have to a... ask. Uh-huh, yeah. So I was like, I'm a friend with an economist. I'm like, is this what you do? Is this part of your yes. job? You should actually you... ask them. That's what I'm they do. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to do that. But yeah. anyway, on to Ask Men. Ask Men. So the other one, of course, quarantine and chill. We all know about that shit. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have gotten some people, you know, be like, oh, yeah, you know, do you want to quarantine and chill? But it's really just because people don't want to quarantine alone. Right? Yeah, that's like, a big thing. They just want. So they're like reaching out and trying to quarantine with strangers or exes or like whatever. And listen, we all know what Netflix and chill means. We all know what's about to go down with a quarantine and chill. Let's not even pretend. Yeah. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Do what you got to do. Quarantine. Next one. Mm-hmm. Huh. Let's see. Yeah, quarantine and chill. Netflix and chill. The next one was sexually isolating, which I thought was the like the polar opposite of quarantine and chill. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's pretty just... for. Yeah. I was like, yeah, when you're just, you... I mean, it's happened to a lot of people. Quar- this this mm-hmm. quarantine thing is just having everybody like, who are already probably having trouble finding anyone that's like, even now more than ever are alone and unable to get in them draws, so to speak, the technical term. <laughs> in them draws. Yeah, I feel like this this is one of those where it's like, you know, it, it's a real thing for some people and for some it's just like an excuse. Like I can say I've been, some people have been saying, yo, I've been quarantined and chilling. Oh no, I've been sexually isolating for like, you know, almost a year now. And then someone would be like, but Corona's only been here for like half a year. It's like, oh. Let people have things. <laughs> Don't, Don't worry say. about it. That's how much I care. I want. I saw this coming. Yeah. And I, I had a vision from the future, like in That's So Raven. And I knew this was going to happen. So I've just been sexually isolating in advance. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hey, it, it's good to have for, for, foresight, foresight. Yeah. One of those that. words, you know, more, more made up mm-hmm. words. More made up words. It's fine. So the other thing that comes from, uh, so Corona is the ultimate cuffing season, right? Like, oh boy, <laughs> this is, and it's never ending at this point. I don't know what's going to happen, but now we have a, a Corona clinger, <laughs> like someone who's needy and attached to someone like due to Corona. Like, well, yeah, because you're now. the only person you can see. You're going to exactly. be very all up in your face. Wow. And you, and it'd be kind of a mm-hmm. move to like break up with them like now. They kind of throw them out into the coronavirus world. They were kind of cruel, but also if they're clingy, you kind of need to get them away from you. Huh. Is it tricky? Yeah. It's, it's tricky, right? So that makes you want to flip on over to Corona Cabin Fever because, you know, it's like, you know, some people start to get a little reckless, you know? It's it's a thing. I mean, I, I think that... Um, this is probably where most people are at right now, where you start thinking about some weird ass shit. Like you live with five dudes. They're all disgusting. But all of a sudden, one of them is looking super hot because oh, <laughs> you what? got Corona cabin fever and you can't go anywhere and you can't meet nobody and you can't do nothing. So all of a sudden, you're just kind of like, mm, got a little cabin fever, might do something reckless. Oh, God. <laughs> like, no. you know, you got to. And it also might lead to rash decisions, like once your quarantine is over, like you might, you're just so fed up with being stuck in the damn house, you just go out there and do some wild shit. We don't yeah. want that. I mean, I feel like that. many people have that as their plan already. It's like, yo, the second I'm just going to go out there and just start rubbing people's faces and stuff just because I couldn't before. Okay, that's a uh, weird example, but yeah. you know. Please don't touch my face. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, that's the first thing I could think of because that's the one thing you're not supposed to do, touch mm-hmm. well, your face. But yeah. Yeah, you don't you just don't touch. That's fine. So I get it. The last one I want Sham to read it. I really, really want oh, Sham. God. It's called bear fishing. So I want you to think about what that means for a second, listeners. Think for like two seconds. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. There you go. That's your two seconds. <laughs> and bear fishing. Okay, Sham, go. I could not even guess this one. I just heard bear fishing. I was like, it sounds like catfishing, but I know it's not that. So uh, if I could go through the terms that led us here. Catfishing, as we know, is, you know, pretending to be one person, but you're actually someone else online. 
There's a whole TV show, a movie about it, yada, yada, yada. Then I, I learned this one, dog fishing, which I may start to employ now, which is uh, taking pictures with dogs that aren't yours, you know, to get Listen, dog lovers. It is so common. So common. It is disgusting. And also, like, I'm not really a pet person, so it doesn't affect me. But I know people who are like, oh, my God, is he such a cute dog? What's your dog's name? And then you message the dude and he's kind of like, oh, my God, that's not my dog. <laughs> it's like, oh, can I pet that dog? dog? Right? Exactly. Yeah, I got, I've got a friend with a cute dog. I'm going, I'm going, I'm about to call him after this. But anyway, and then we get to bear fishing, which is oh god. It started because you know, as coronavirus happened and we, got, we all had to shelter in place, the first thing to go was the groceries. Everybody was like packing up everything, most notably toilet paper. And so, bear fishing is taking pictures with more toilet paper than you actually have to, I guess, give the impression that oh look at all this toilet paper i have this very precious commodity in these dark times and now you're probably wondering what i was wondering how do bears get into this what do bears have to do with toilet paper right what do bears have to do with tissue and then of course we know our good old friends the charmin bears everyone's favorite toilet paper spokes animal (laughs) i guess it's just how does it become a thing who even thought of this i was like but no, like to, this is a thing. Bear fishing. I didn't. There was no name for it that I knew, but now I know. It is called bear fishing. Imagine texting a girl a picture of you with toilet paper, like, "Hey, baby, look at what all I got." Yeah, look at the winning team. Don't you want to be here quarantining and chilling with me? Or maybe it's like a, a subtle thing where you don't say they have a lot of toilet paper, but you just have it in the background of the shot, so that in her mind she's just like, "Well, I don't know if I would date him, but he's got toilet paper and I ain't got any, so you know I might as well go give him a shot." And, you know, that's how you, you get them in your house. I don't, this all just... and And that's how we get here. And guys, I just, I want you to know that we support you and all your weird terms don't, in this don't corona time. We understand. We accept this. We just, we, we feel for you. And we feel as if there's a platform for you to share these terms, right? And guess where that's going to be? The forums section on playground.net. What a segue. Did that. One for the ages. As you guys know, we are sponsored by Alt Playground, and uh, it's a fantabulous site. I spent some time on there. We've talked about the communities. We've talked about the conferences feature. We've talked about, you know, all the stuff they have going on. And one of the things we have not talked about yet are forums. So, Sham, what can Um, you do on these forums? Tell me about um, them. I mean, you also know what forums are. Well, Maybe not everyone, because, you know, again, the kiddies don't know about forums. But, you know, before we had all these wonderful websites, forums were a place where people used to get together and share their ideas and, you know, beliefs and so on. This all playground forums are just like that. You can get on there. You can share your lifestyle insights. You can learn from others who lived and breathed that lifestyle. I know a lot of people people out there want to learn from others who've lived the lifestyle. That's part of why y'all listen to this podcast. So if you want to learn from more people, you can go in the forums. You can see their posts. You can learn from them see what they have to say. You can even say what you have to say if you're experienced and you want to, you know, share your knowledge with the new generation of uh, sexy people out there. I don't know, non-monogamous and all the lifestyles are covered on the all playground. You can do that and you can connect with people from across the entire United States. So yeah, I would say get on those forums. Get on the forums. Get on the forums. I mean, if you're looking for advice, if you're giving advice, if you just want to shoot the shit and talk to somebody, forums really is a great place to do that. And you can find that at altplayground.net. Shadam. Boom. Sorry, I don't know what that was. But uh, yeah, sign up today. Altplayground.net. And uh, you can find us there. Um, I haven't posted in the forum. Sham hasn't either. But we do have our community, which you guys can hop into. So I think you should uh, join us there and do that anyway. And then once you guys do that, we will form about our great community. I think that's what we should do next. I don't know if that's what you say it, but, you know, close enough. We should form about it. No. Yeah, we just form about it. It's fine. <laughs> and on that note, I think this is probably one of our longest intros ever. So let's just cut to the thing. I'm Jen. I'm Sham. And, and we're, we're monogamous.
So <laughs> we're back. You've yeah. heard our lovely, you know, playground ad. You've heard our lovely anchor ad. And now you want to know what we're talking about today. So for those of you who are not Jamaican, the title of this episode will confuse you. You are probably wondering, what a what? Labrish. It means to talk. To chat. And we're sharing stories and adventures here at Monogamish Pod. Sham and I are really, really, we're doing this. Obviously, yeah. we also put a definition for elaborate. It'll be probably like the top of our show notes. Don't worry, guys. We're not going to leave I mean, here. it's not a non-monogamous term, but you know, it's it's still something yeah. y'all want to know. Yeah. We're doing all kinds of educating out here. Exactly. So I'm calling this the catch-up part two. But this is not a catch-up about us. This is a catch-up about what's happening outside in the real world of the internet in the world of today yes yeah the happenings and goings on there's a lot of happenings and goings on we kind of alluded to some of it last week where we talked about you know some swingers getting covid and all sorts of stuff around that and so we kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into what's going on there not too deep obviously we're still maintaining some level of you know anonymity or something for people we yeah. don't want to out any we don't you know what it's just it's just a weird thing like yeah so let's just so sham like i i think i think that you were just as well versed on this as i like we've seen the tweets <laughs> we we see what people are saying um the the short version is that you know some people got covered are, yeah because i don't mm, swigging during coronavirus is very risky risky yeah it's just like i don't know if there's a safe way to do it at least depending on the version of singing that you're doing um if you can like find people in a bubble you know not a bubble but you know it's not really time to try and mix and match with new people because duh new people might have coronavirus you have no way of vetting them and knowing like what they're doing that this is even more dire than a, a safer sex conversation because at the very least you can you know test them i mean i guess you can get the coronavirus test but even then it's like in between the time they get a test and the time y'all hook up you know you anything don't know can happen yeah anything can happen and i think so, part of the, yeah mm. yeah it's like i i don't know anything can happen like i mm. Because unless you're getting the test and then staying inside and never leaving the house and then getting the result on the phone and then going directly to meet up with someone who did the exact same thing, there's just a lot of room for error. Yeah, I feel like I don't feel like there's that much care being taken here because come on, people. I mean, and even even with all the precautions and so on you could take, I just don't feel it should be swinging like in this time. Uh, especially if you're in like a, you know, a hot zone for coronavirus, like, <laughs> like Florida, for example. Yeah, no, you should not be. You should not even be looking at anybody too tough if you're in Florida right now. You should be staying at home, staying by yourself, staying with your whatever partners or whoever you have. You know, it's just, it's just a bad time right now, and I, I can't and imagine. Mm. It's it's rough. It's rough. And I understand that, of course, we do want life to go back to normal. We do want kind of things to go back to normal. So I'm not judging anyone per se, right? I we know why they want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a swinger. So I can't, I can't say what the lifestyle is or isn't like for you. I can't say what is or isn't expected. What I can say is that temperature checks are not really the best method of determining if someone has the coronavirus COVID-19. Um, because as we have seen, there is an increase in people who are asymptomatic. And yeah. um, people who don't present with typical temperature raises, they are presenting with other weird symptoms. I mean, obviously I don't expect anyone who has diarrhea to go to a sex party. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's like there there's a bunch of other okay. symptoms at play here that we can look at. Um, and then there are people who just, like you said, they're out there in the world like freaking typhoid Mary, not even knowing they have the shit. And infecting people. And then, yeah. And like temperature this. checks would work at like like a supermarket or places like that where you're not really interacting with them very closely. Because we know that the virus spreads through water droplets, like in your like saliva and stuff. So, you know, if you're at the supermarket, everybody's wearing their mask. As long as no one like coughs on you or anything, you should be fine. But if it's a case where you're at a sex club 
and I'm assuming you're making out or you're, you know, eating people out and yeah, liquids are being, <laughs> your fluid bonding, is that what they call it? I don't know. But liquids yeah. are being passed between each other. And so there's like no safe way unless you're going to do what we were saying last week or our new method of uh, having sex. Oh, yeah. The, the big extended dildo situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, unless you're doing holes. that. Don't forget glory holes. Glory hole was actually a recommendation. Was it in Canada? I'll have oh, God, yes. article and link in the show notes. Glory holes. That's also a great recommendation. But also condoms, right? And so I think a lot of things we when we talk about safe sex, um, we don't talk about safe sex with oral sex, which I think is very important. Like, yes, oh, yeah. condoms fucking taste disgusting. I know. You but you gotta. Like if you are hooking yeah. up with someone condoms, that you are not man. as familiar with, dental dams, condoms, dental also dams, female yeah. condoms, super fucking gross to look at and horrible, yeah. but also they, they don't feel great. You know, <laughs> you know, they're not great. Really, they need to do something about that. Female condoms yeah. definitely need more work, but that's a whole separate issue. The the point being that we need to consider safe sex not just in a you know. P and V intercourse sort of scenario or P and A or yeah. you know what I mean. Um, but, and also like sex toys, condoms on your sex toys also is a thing that most people seem, well, I trust that people are doing, especially if you're having, you know, but yeah, if you're using it on you and someone else, you should be using a condom. That's, yeah. that's a thing. But, Listen, I use condoms on my own sex toys and I'm the only one using them in my yeah. own house. Either way, I still don't think there's any real way to be 100% safe. Well, I guess there's no way to be 100% safe with anyone. But yeah, it's really hard to be safe, like, going to, like, a place, like a sex club with multiple people, even, especially if they're not people you know and so on. So I just feel like sex clubs in particular just be a very bad idea right now, no matter how many protocols they're taking. Sorry for the, yeah. the people who operate as sex clubs, but I just feel that's a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, no. For, like I said, for me, I'm not going to a sex club right now. I'm also not yeah. going to any resorts that um, specialize in this oh, yeah, sort of hedonistic, mm-hmm. erotic, <laughs> desire-filled lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a personal choice, right? That's my personal choice. And I have to live with that and the outcome of that. It doesn't mean that I won't get you know, Dorona. It doesn't mean that you will get Dorona if you go. It just means that we all make you're our just, individual choices. You're just trying to lessen the likelihood. Like, yeah. And a lot of things are, even if you can do them safe, you probably don't want to do them safe. Like recently, like here in Jamaica, where it's, you know, there's a lot less cases, you know, they're on the rise again. But, you know, there's a lot less cases. Uh, they, they, they had like a, a party, right? And I was there for a short period of time just to see if it was possible. And honestly, it was nice going somewhere and hearing music again, but being around people and not being able to like interact, like see, you know, seeing a girl over, over there and not be able to like approach her for a dance or something, because you can't, because you're not supposed to. It just felt weird and wrong and it just not wasn't as fun to be in that circumstance. So I would say it's it's a similar thing with sex clubs and swinging. It's just there's no way to do it like Safely, that is also fun. So the same thing with the resorts. You're not yeah. if you're going to like a, a sexy resort and you can only stay six feet apart and you can only be with people you're with or whatever, it's not gonna be as fun. So I would say don't even bother trying. Like sorry to the people who run the resorts and not trying to mess with your money. But honestly, at this point it doesn't make sense to try to make it safe because it can't be safe and you need to be safe. So yeah, I personally just would not yeah. recommend. That's that's my thing. That's where I'm at. But you know what? Like, I think, I think that once we are honest with ourselves about what we can and can't live with, then that's really where it is. And it makes me uncomfortable in a lot of ways the things that people can live with, putting other people at risk unnecessarily. So I have, I have, like I said. If you are able to execute these things as safely as you possibly can, then that's great. And that's the way to do things. But there are also those same people who are engaging in this kind of behavior and don't believe in wearing masks and don't believe yeah. in taking proper precautions. And so it's like, I said, if you're being safe or as safe as you believe you can be and everyone's aware of the risk, then fine. And you are accounting for that by masking and quarantining after such endeavors, et cetera, et cetera. 
great. But for people who are being reckless or who have had the COVID and think that makes them immune from catching the COVID again, you, nope. you've caught you caught the common cold more than once, right? You've caught yeah. the flu more than once, right? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so um, I just feel as if we need to really be as a community thinking long and hard about how we want these things to be presented the same way schools have started back. Right. We've seen some schools have shut down already because of high COVID cases and look at how it reflects on the education system and what's being done. And so if there is a really large outbreak that pops up from a lifestyle event, how is that going to reflect on the community? And of course, it's not one individual person's job to care about the whole community, but it's a community we're all a part of. And yeah. I think we should be cognizant of that as well. They already think bad of us. We don't need them thinking any more worse of us. Like, see, look at them. They can't even be safe during Corona times. What's wrong with them? Even though everybody's not being safe during Corona times. But just, you don't want to give them the ammunition, you know? They already have enough already. But yeah, those are, those are our thoughts. Actually, I want to... I had an outline. I'm just kind of skipping ahead on the outline because we're talking about events anyway. And so there Mm -hmm. are two online events (laughs) coming up. (laughs) Super great. Um, So we had Ruby Bowie Johnson on last week. As you guys know, we talked a bit about Poly Dallas Millennium. Tickets are officially on sale now. We will put the link to that in our show notes. You know, it's the fifth year of Poly Dallas Millennium. It is usually in person, but this year it is online. And there's also opportunities for if you want to be a vendor, if you want to sponsor, there's a bunch of ticket opportunities on there in addition to two tiers of pricing for tickets. Um, so you have an early bird option and you have like a regular ticket option, quote unquote. Early bird tickets are limited. So if y'all want to get into PDM for a little bit cheaper than the reg reg, you better, you know, click the get link. Get in there now. <laughs> dive in, do that thing. You know how we do it. And the other event that's happening, it's actually happening this weekend, is uh, Black Poly Prides. You know, I've been going to their events all the time. Um, yep. Are Black People Allowed? This week is a online dating event. So obviously they have options just for networking. <laughs> you could just want to mm-hmm. network or just meet people or hang out with people. It's also a thing. But they also have a little relationship genie there. And uh, you can... So this thing is $15 for regular, $25 if you want the dating option, where you actually have to fill out a questionnaire and you get matched on specific dates. And the genie is great. Uh, relationship genie is fabulous. So you've actually seen some relationships pop up out of previous, you know, Black people allowed events. So I feel as if if you're looking for romance and, you know, you are polyamorous, this is the spot for you. And also, I mean, uh, well, yeah, that helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just sign up. Again, we'll put the link to that in our show notes. But um, I'm going to be there. I'm not looking for love exactly. You guys know that. You're not I'm looking to. Hold on. Wait, where is it? Where is it? You're not looking to quarantine Wait. and chill? No, I'm not looking to quarantine you're not, and chill. Or you're not trying to get some Corona lingus. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? I'm open to whatever happens, but I did not sign up for the love part. So uh, if I happen to meet some love there, that'd be different. You guys can still talk to me. My DMs are always open. You guys know where to find me. Yes, <laughs> but just don't be a bearfish or a dogfish. Just fish. don't, don't bearfish me. Cause don't be any listen, of these fishes. I have to buy toilet paper all the time. If you tell me you have a shit ton of toilet paper, I'm going to be at your house. And if I come over there and it's not there, I'm going to be real mad. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Of all the things to get like to like ruin a date, like you lied about the toilet paper, you this date is over. Or listen, or you send me a picture of Charmin and you don't have Charmin in your house. That's just disrespectful. Oh wow! Like if you don't have toilet paper, or if if they they send Charmin, but then you get there and it's like the they send Charmin, not Charmin. It's like some generic Amazon brand. I'm like I don't want that. I came here for Charmin. You are a liar, and I don't want to date you anymore. Oh, God. Dating in 2020 is crazy. I mean, everything in 2020 is crazy. 2020 itself is wild as hell. Did you realize that we are in August right now? Like, it is August. Yeah. How did we even get here? And it's like, there's so much stuff that already happened. (laughs) So many things are just like, oh, that was this year? Right? That was this year? That just happened? What did I, what were we talking about the other day? Um, 
we were talking about forced industrial wildfires. I was talking to someone about yeah. that. I'm like, that was the end of last year, beginning of this year. You know that, right? They're like, really? That seems yes. so long ago. Yes, yes. I it mean, was. it was like more than half a year, but still, you wouldn't think yeah. it was this 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 damn year. But but yeah. it is. You know what else happened this year? The Bachelor. The most recent season of The Bachelor aired at the beginning of this year. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that really counts. <laughs> it counts to me. I guess it has to it come to somebody. To me. But yeah, no, it's crazy. There's there, there's some stuff out there. I don't know what's going on, y'all. But <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the year has gone really fast and really slowly. And um, as you know, August Alcina and Jada Pinkett Smith, that was still still recently. That was in June, July. Yeah, that's like that's the thing, huh? It feels like a long time ago, but it was also very recent. So. Yeah. All right. So let's see. What else has happened in the non-monogamy world recently? Um, I've seen a couple of articles popping up. Um, there is a Medium article talking about what it takes for a non-monogamous relationship to survive. Yeah. Um, I've read this, and Sham has read it as well, but... Um, I gotta say, I didn't have a lot of warm and fuzzy feelings about it. And let me tell you, of course, like I said, the links are always in our show notes, but let me tell you why. Um, It seems as if it was very much a couple-centric post and talking about coming from a place of monogamy first and prioritizing a monogamous relationship first before, you know, vaguely deciding to open up. Like they actually say all of my happily non-monogamous friends that are still together started out as a monogamous couple and they were exclusive for a few years and only after a while did they decide to open up. And then they go on to kind of justify that and talk about prioritizing their relationship whether they eventually adopt any form of non-monogamy or not. And I was like, yeah, of course, you should prioritize any relationship that you are in. It shouldn't just be that you're... It, it seems hierarchical also in a way, you know? Oh, definitely. That's definitely that kind of poly that they're speaking yeah. to. Uh, this is funny I mean, because I think because I'm yeah. coupled, I didn't realize this, but now you start to say it, I'm like, oh, yeah. They're, they're, it does kind of skew to a very specific type of... Uh, non-monogamy being practiced but if you're you know not uh what is it nesting or if you're just not yeah if you don't fit this binary then this advice half of it just doesn't even work for you yeah because we've talked to people who are who just straight up started out non-monogamous from the very beginning there was no need to prioritize or anything it was just just their lifestyle from the very beginning i think the issue is just that you know this article is for a very specific situation. So I think maybe that's why it's so skewed and probably biased. Yeah. But it's just so weird to me when people post these things and they're kind of like, well, this is, this is the way that is the best way based on what I've seen. It's like, okay, we all have our ideas, but just because you've seen it this way doesn't mean it's the only way to do it. And it it kind of came off as this is the only way for this to work. You have to be monogamous with someone first and then you can open it up. And that's not always how it works. So, yeah, yeah. I think it, I had mean, a, it had some good points in there. A lot of mm-hmm. things that we've said ourselves. Yeah. But I think they could have probably framed it better. Could have kind of just framed that, oh, this is how a non-monogamous relationship will work when it should have more just been, if you are already in a relationship and are considering opening up, then this is a way to do it. In that case, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I but, think that's a much better framing for it. But uh, they have some good advice being honest with each other, yeah. appreciating each other, treating each other with respect, you know, accepting and loving yourself and, you know, prioritizing yourself and, you know, being authentic. And th- there's some good advice in there. But at the end, there is a caveat that says, I have been in a non monogamous relationship for a relatively short time, only a few years. <laughs> I by no means consider myself an expert in polyamory and you know they're just figuring things out which you know is good at the end but i feel like at the beginning <laughs> yeah it that, you know because then at the, at the end of the statement they then say fortunately there are people that share my views and want to live in a similar way yeah so, it's mm, mm, yeah it's just you know i mean they, they i guess they're just as as they're saying they're sharing their feelings and how they 
feel you know these things could work but it's uh yeah it's a very it's 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 one very specific way of looking at it and i think it would have like maybe benefited from seeing that outright instead of like kind of dropping it in at the end there yeah, i don't know yeah would have been nice just to start at the beginning and you know that would have made me feel better <laughs> um this other thing this is this is my last thing i swear sort of um <laughs> is uh like a help whatchamacallit advice thingy yeah, advice from Autostraddle. So Autostraddle is that, you know, queer website. They're raising money, whatever, I guess. It pops up all over their thing. And I see that on their Twitter all the time. Um, so... Sounds like R6, but go on. <laughs> sort of. And so it says, um, can I tell my poly roommate not to see her partners because of coronavirus? That is the headline for this this question thing. Yeah. So pretty much... Uh, this person and their roommate are, they're both women in their early thirties. They've been in self-isolation since March. They've, you know, lived and worked together before. They share a pretty big space and they're able to work online. It's totally fine. And so the person who's writing in after an initial two week total quarantine, they resume seeing their partner, Casey, who lives alone and has various health problems that makes the virus more risky. Right? So -hmm. the roommate, Nora calls Nora. So Nora has been frustrated because Nora is a polyamorous person. And while the person writing in is able to continue their monogamous relationship with their Casey, Nora is shit out of luck. And, you know, she's resentful of the fact that she can't see any of her polyamorous partners that she's had for a long period of time. And Casey apparently is a new partner to the writer not like someone who's been in the life for a long time and Nora you know rightly feels some type of way about that it's like mm, why the yeah. fuck do you get to see Casey and I don't get to see my people Nora's partners for reference are you know nested with other people and you know those people have partners because they're poly like that's just how it works yeah um so Nora is pretty upset she can't bear to go into summer without some kind of intimacy and I understand that completely, Uh, but she doesn't want to be made to feel responsible for following isolation just so the person writing in can see Casey, who, you know, plans to remain isolated. But Casey also lives alone, right? So that's, I think, a very important part to think. So the writer is kind of coming off preachy where it's kind of like, I think our lives are mutually exclusive. I can have a monogamous relationship with minimum health risk. Or she can have a high-risk polyamorous relationship with no way to know the actual extent of the exposure network. And as a result of that, when she said that shit, Nora was like, you're being biased. <laughs> and you're being unfair. And Renner's like, well, that's not true. Polly is just so incompatible with containing a highly contagious illness. And even if I wasn't seeing Casey, I still don't think it's safe for Nora to jump back into poly dating. So... The writer is trying to convince Nora to um, get a sublet for the summer so she okay. can see her poly people. And um, she just gets to keep seeing her solo Casey all that she wants. So that's pretty much the gist of what the question was. So I want to hear what you think. So <laughs> to short short story, A and Nora live together. A is recently dated in some person named Casey. Casey is, you know, immunocompromised and, you know, COVID's happened. So Nora and A both work from home after, you know, initial two-week quarantine to make sure that A was good. A started seeing Casey again. Nora has, is polyamorous and has partners who are nested with other people and who may in turn be dating other people. And so Nora's been hoofing it alone all these months. Nora's going kind of crazy. Nora wants to see her loves. And A's like, well, you're being selfish. Like, Casey is a sick person. Like, why can't you just go rent somewhere else for the summer? <laughs> and so you can see your people and leave me and Casey alone. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, mm. Uh, mm. Ah, sorry, I'm just making sounds. This is very complicated for me to think about you know i don't know how you feel about it but i can kind of see it from both angles maybe not in the way 
they're expressing it necessarily, but I can kind of see where they're coming from. Um, Nora, oh, let me just remember. My roommate, Norma, and I. All right, so Nora's yeah. the one. So we don't know who the, the writer is, just the writer. All right, fair. No, the writer I just called A. Yeah, okay, so A. So, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's tricky. All right, so I get why she or whoever the writer is feels this way about the about Nora seeing potentially physically seeing her partners because based on the 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 poly tree I forget what the, that term is but you know based on the makeup of the relationship yeah there are pos- potentially many other physical like connections being made and just objectively you know, looking at it, the more people involved physically, the more chances there are for virus to potentially spread, as opposed to the monogamous person and their one partner who is themselves supposedly isolated. So I can see that point. But I can also see the, you know, the bias of like, well, just because, you know, you're not poly, you don't understand, and you don't want me to see any of my partners because of, you know, the virus and so on. And it is a danger, and I get it. So I, I, it's like I don't want to take sides against, you know, my own lifestyle. But I also see the the idea. But I feel like there is, there there has to be a, a way to get around this or to compromise. Like, if they're yeah. really, if, you know, if he just wants some form of intimacy... I don't know if there's a way to maybe choose only one partner or a partner who's only been nesting. And then, then again, we don't even know what the, the situation with the other partners is. As far as we know, they have other partners, but we don't know if they've been seeing them or if they've been, you know, interacting with their other partners and so on. So we don't know what the actual risk factor is. We know the potential just based on the numbers there. But we don't know the actual what's actually happening. So I understand that there's a definite risk with more people being involved, but I don't think it the the relationships should be outright, you know, dismissed just because it's you know a, poly, a non-monogamous relationship. So I feel like more could have been done to try and find like a middle ground, a way to have uh, Nora get her intimacy in the safest way possible. Um, the the sublet thing, I, I, I get the suggestion, but, you know, that's kind of messed up because, you know, that's a, you know, that's an, an added expense, I would assume. Yeah. Or, I... I mean, technically, it would be safer for the, wait, hold on, who is the immunocompromised uh... person? Okay, so Casey. Casey is A's partner. Okay, and that's the partner. All right, so, oh, wait. The partner lives alone. I mean, instead of subletting, why don't you just go stay with your partner for a bit? I mean, I don't know what, oh, well, they said they're a new partner, so maybe that's the problem. But But then why are are you still seeing that? If they're that new, right? And you're both working from home, that means either you're going to Casey's place or Casey's coming to your place. Yeah, so you were already interacting with them. So like, yeah, if they're worth risking the virus for, <laughs> clearly there must be some level of, you know, closeness with them. So if they're worth risking the virus to bring them into your house or you're going to their house, then you should be able to like, stay. So at the very least, you could do a thing where either you stay with your partner for maybe two weeks after uh, Nora goes and sees her partner. You know, you have you. The isolation period or whatever but yeah the sublet thing and nah, nah, that's that, that's a bit much uh yeah yeah all right, so okay. right, you, you you i feel like you got more more thoughts than i do but you go ahead actually i don't have that many more thoughts than you do i i agree with what you were saying so like i said yes if you are dating someone who does not live in your bubble so say they have a nested partner i'm assuming that you know their nested partner they have maybe have kids with them or someone still seeing someone like 
I don't really know what the details of Nora's relationship are. It doesn't seem A really knows either. A just seems to kind of like judge this outright, which I really disagree with. They say they're not being biased against Polly's people, but they are. They are. It is a clear, you know, my monogamous relationship means more than your polyamorous relationship situation. That's pretty much what A said. <laughs> and yeah. if they meant to say that or not is a whole different side thing. I can't speak to intentions. I can only speak to what it what it says. And the fact that Casey is a new partner and you the A is prioritizing Casey and that relationship over any kind of friendship or relationship or comfortable living situation with Nora is also a whole other separate thing because, you know, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, while I do agree that, you know, more people makes it more risky. I choose to believe that anyone who would be engaging in a poly. Nora has not engaged with anyone. So this this article came out on Autostraddle on August 4th, right? So we don't know how long it was written. I can't say for sure. But, but assuming that this was written on August 3rd and sent in. So that means from March until August, Nora has had no intimate contact with any of her partners. Yeah. And A has been out there doing whatever with Casey the whole time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to breed some resentment. People need <laughs> touch. Get some shit going. Like, I, if you're used to spending quality time with your partners and you can no longer do that, that is a whole shift that has to be taken into account. And on top of that, seeing the person that you live with continuously share that intimate touch with their partner, that's yeah. annoying. I'd start breaking some shit. <laughs> that would cause some bad mind, but it's like um, yeah. justified bad mind. If that's yeah, it's justified bad mind. And, and Nora has gone along with this for a while it's not as if this is a brand new thing that you know Nora's bucking outright it's been months of this yeah Nora if it was like you know partners. quarantine day one no I must see someone I would I could yeah. understand it back then but she's been yeah you know. it's been months and I feel as if we all are at a point now like I said where we can figure out what like we talked about this acceptable risk and being safe I do not believe that Nora would put Casey in danger intentionally, right? Yeah. And I also believe that A does not have the right to speak for Casey as well in this scenario. So if it's a thing where you're going to blame it on Casey's immunocompromised nature, then are you having a conversation with Nora and Casey about how this would work? Right? Like, is it a thing where Nora goes to see a partner? You were out with Casey. Nora, when Nora gets back, Nora's quarantined in their room for two weeks after. And, you know, not in any common areas, not touching anything. And you help them, you know, by bringing them food and stuff like that. There are ways around this. Definitely ways. And I just feel like there's no real compromise that's wanted to be given. That's that's how it feels to me. So, and yeah, saying that Nora should sublet bright and fucking feisty. Okay? Ota Ada. This fucking respectful. Can't take that. Nasty. Um, <laughs> again, why don't you go live with Casey? If, if, you're so, if you're so worried about it, why don't you go live with Casey for a while? Yeah, I feel like I'm surprised she didn't even bring that up. <laughs> like, I, like, hey, you literally said, hey, you know, my partner is, you know, living alone. That seems like the easiest solution right there. It seems this- like you can't just go crash your case if I three week. Like we see that they said the incubation period or whatever period is two weeks. You must be able to like stand your partner for two weeks. Come on. Come like, on. I feel like, I, I just feel as in, and also like just have it be a thing where like, okay, Nora, I'm going to stay with Casey for two weeks. You can see the partner, not in the, like, not in the apartment or, like, wherever, right? And when you get back, you know, you make sure you get tested, you quarantine, you isolate for two weeks, and you do your thing. And then before I come back, then we can clean. There's just, you know what I mean? There's oh, just yeah. no ways around this. Oh, yeah, that, that's a thing you can do um, over there. You can get a test. If it's that serious, yeah, you, you can go get a out, test. You do your thing, and then you get your test. And you can come back and, like, hey, look, I don't have it. Calm fuck down. Like, Yeah. That's a thing. So, you know, I just, yeah, I did not have fuzzy feelings towards A in this this letter. Um, the response is pretty long. I'm not going to read all of it to you guys. So, again, the link to that will just be in the show notes. Yep. <laughs> but, 
the the response itself was interesting. Um, and yes and no, there are some things that we agree with um, in terms of like you know having a conversation with Casey. And yeah, the the response even says, "You say Casey lives alone. Most obvious solution is for you to move in with Casey for a while." Yeah, <laughs> like. And it even says, like, alternatively, you and Nora could make an arrangement where she sees one of her partners or goes on a date and then must get tested. And only after she receives a negative result, would you see Casey again? Like, why is it that you think that your monogamous situation takes priority over everything? Because it's just, at the end of the day, pitting that monogamy against everything else and just being unwilling to see any other scenario. Yeah, and, like, it's like we understand the feelings of, you know, worry or whatever but we don't we just don't see the desire to want to you know compromise or try to see it from Nora's point of view or try to help Nora get what she wants because as much as you're saying you know how could we know what your all your partners are doing we don't know what your one partner is doing I mean you say they're living alone they're even a compromise but there is technically no way of for Nora to know that your partner is being safe you know she yeah. should be but as far as we like there's like you literally said um can we even know anything can we even know anything about casey we, we can't we assume. i don't know nothing about casey casey's a stranger to me i don't know that person yeah so you know just because there's more people there's still like it, it, it only takes one so <laughs> you know just be be fair on both sides so you know yeah but yeah that that is our advice segment for the day brought to you by um, us yeah. <laughs> Brought to us. you by us. Brought to you by us. Us. <laughs> it's us. It's us. Um, but no, it's I, I, it just, I've just been seeing, there's a lot of articles popping up. People are having a lot of thoughts and ideas. We're all at home. We're all writing our think pieces. I have written two pieces of bloggy work. The first one is about um, how I felt with the virus and everything and stuff with my job, which I will not share because it's kind of depressing. And the other thing I wrote, I actually wrote um, last week, this week. I don't know. I don't remember when I wrote it. But it's about financial accessibility for online events. So if you are a finance person, that term financial accessibility means something different to you. So I wrote this piece about that and how I've noticed that um, we love online events. I've noticed it with, um, you know, online polyamorous events like, you know, Polycultural Diversity Alliance slash Black Poly Prize online events. I've seen it in the conferences that are going online this year. So Poly Dallas Millennium is online. Sex Down South, which is another conference, is online this year as well. And I've seen it with like romance panels and things. And it's it's a lot of stuff. I've seen it with a lot of things. And I appreciate things being more accessible online. And I do believe that, you know, it's okay to charge for online events. Yeah. I mean, However, why not? <laughs> we have to look at um, equity in terms of like pricing, I think, right? So people are talking about, well, we're online, we should be getting a more diverse audience. Why aren't we getting it? Um, Okay, so your online event is, you know, it's it's three days, it's, you know, let's say about four hours a day, fine. You're charging $160. You don't think it's that expensive, that's fine. But if you want a more diverse set of people, aside from the typical, you know, people in the U.S. and the U.K. even, for example, in Canada, um, do you know what the exchange rate is for any other country in the world? To, oh, um, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. So, um, for example, Jamaica, it is, what, 150 Jamaican dollars to one U.S. dollar. Oh, good God. Don't even so, remind me. And that's as of, um, what's that, Thursday, I think? As of th- last Thursday? Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. 150 Jamaican dollars to one US dollar. And so when you tell someone that your event is 160 US dollars and they convert that to Jamaican dollars, how, how much do you think that is? Like, let's just do the math here. Shab, how much is that? Like $24,000, right? Uh, about that, I'm going to say. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> that's 24,000 Jamaican dollars for an online event. And that's not including the fact that um, some of these online platforms charge you service fees. It's a yep. factor in the fees. And then on top of that, the bank can charge you a conversion fee Yep. for the foreign or exchange. Might, or they might use their own rate, which is usually not in our benefit. Exactly. I said, so they're, So when you're like, oh, I want I want Jamaicans to be at my event. Okay. Um, is there like a 
is there like a Jamaican price? <laughs> and again, mm-hmm. I know that people price their things the way they need to be priced. And, you know, because of course, no one needs to work for free. Profit is also the name of the game when you're putting on these events. However, you have to also be looking at the numbers. So if there's not a volunteer opportunity or like a scholarship opportunity or some sort of thing like that, you're going to be getting the exact same people over and over again because you are pricing out a portion of people from outside the U.S. And even inside the U.S. right now, look at coronavirus. Mm. In the state of Florida, if you do not have a job, you run unemployment. Unemployment after taxes is 247 U.S. dollars a week. Uh, not so, and, and remember, so you get that, you know, for four weeks. At, I don't know. Do math. Hold on. Let me get my calculator. Let me just... 247 times four is so $988 after taxes, right? Mm-hmm. If your rent is $800, that's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you're light, you still have to pay for electricity, for your phone, for all of those things. If groceries, I haven't even gotten to groceries yet. I'm just yeah. at bills. So if you look at it that way, if your rent is $800, your phone bill is probably around like, say, 60 if you have like a pretty fancy, you know, whatever plan right now. Um, so it's eight sixty right there. Your electricity bill can be as much as a hundred dollars, depending on where you live, and that's assuming also that you live alone. I'm not even talking about living with other people. So yeah, say, this is so the most math that ever been done on this podcast, right? <laughs> but look at it like you are already. If your light was a hundred dollars, your phone bill is sixty dollars, and your rent's eight hundred. That's already nine hundred and sixty dollars gone out of the nine eighty eight. We haven't talked about groceries. We haven't talked about no. gas for your car. Or any of those things. So one thing we really have to look at is do we want the people there? Yeah. Can we afford can people afford to be there? And if they cannot afford to be there, can you afford to create ways for them to be there? Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, I can I get I get what you're saying. And you know, I know you already, you know, did all the actual work for this, but online events are so tricky or even events in general where you're not selling say something that has a cost necessarily so like if you're selling yeah. 1000 tickets you're not making 1000 conferences if you get me you're just trying to mm-hmm. make you know a certain amount of money at the end of the day so it's almost like you know do you get do you want 100 people at $160 or do you want 1000 people at $20 or something i don't know i can't do math and you know, know. One of, but you know what I'm saying? Like for some, a smaller price point might get more people. And at a certain amount of people, it would actually work out better than when you charged higher. But of course, depending mm-hmm. on your audience, you might not have that big audience. So yeah, yeah the whole thing is difficult. But- it's tricky. It's tricky. I, I will post a link to my thing in the show notes just because, you know, I, I shared this with Ruby actually, and she shared it to her Facebook which I thought was like super cool. I'm like, oh my God, you read what I wrote and you shared it on Facebook? Wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you was on Facebook, guys. Nah. Like, amazing. Uh, so I she's think... She's a podcaster. She's a <laughs> panel hoster, professional sexy person, and now writer. Yeah. Blogger. Now I'm a writer on Facebook. And in addition to my bookstagramming business, go me. <laughs> business yeah. meaning I read romance novels and I make people listen to me talk about them. I do enough on the podcast. It's I mean, fine. I guess that's a joke. <laughs> It's sort of a job too, um, but yeah. So I think I think these are things to think about when we think about events and what's happening. And I don't know. Uh, I, it, there is this conversation that some people had about if poly is for a certain set of people, like when having money is poly only for rich people. Like, how do poorer people who are not as financially well off poly people make it to these events to meet people? And I think. COVID has been that equalizer in that way because people are forced into hosting online events that are more accessible for everyone. But again, accessible for everyone does not really mean it's accessible for everyone because once we start charging money and putting you know prices on things, that again yeah. also just prices out the same people you're trying to bring in. Definitely. Like no matter what, you're going to lose somebody. You're going to lose somebody. But um, so I guess it's decide if it's, is it worth the risk? Mm-hmm. Is it worth the beast? I don't know what that was either. It's fine. We're just going to keep going. Um, I think that's all I have. Do you have anything you want to add? Oh, no. I think you kind of covered it. I mean, we, we went to a lot of places today. We did go to a lot of places. <laughs> Bear fishing. 
I'm, I was about to say the same thing. Like, <laughs> so much later, I was like, I'm still, I still have beer fish in my head. Like, I need to go share this with the world now. Yeah. Corona Lingus is also my second favorite one, though. Not going to lie. Corona Lingus. Yeah. I mean, I still find the, 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 the word itself kind of weird. Because, you know, Lingus, as you said, it usually means eating something. Like, yeah. technically, yeah. Corona Lingus yeah. would mean like Corona eating sexually like are we sexually eating the crow you know exactly what? I don't, yeah that's, that's not what it should be <laughs> no so, yeah no it but it's good we we cover a lot of things like i said we just had a little we just we just said the lab bridge today yes so, catch the people up on what's happening in the world yeah so i guess we can call this the catch-up part two but not yeah. for us for the outside yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can always find us at monogamishpod.com. That's where I post the detailed show notes where I'm exceptionally funny. <laughs> and mm. I also post a little like an embed link for the episode. So if you can listen and read at the same time, that is a spot for you. Look at you. You're so talented listening and reading at the same time. I know, right? Talent. Of course. That's where you have all the links from today that we talked about, mm. all the articles, all the stuff we couldn't bother reading out loud, like the answer to the um, auto straddle thingy if you want more details yeah, on that, that was long yeah and of course you can find us at monogamish pod uh at, on twitter wait no wait wait do it over yeah. twitter.com slash monogamish pod uh-huh. instagram.com slash monogamish pod that's right just at monogamish pod if you're already in the apps you can find us boom uh was it now like rate subscribe mm-hmm. On the yeah, things. on the podcast, we, you know, the more people who listen to us, who review us, and who rate us, even if you don't really write the review, you can just rate us and like the hanker, the, yeah, uh, the, the, the higher hanker. we rank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> no, the higher we rank is more people will find us and more people yeah. will be a part of us. And you can also share it with your friends, like tell them how cool we are. Like, I know I'm exceptionally cool. Sham's cool too. So, like, tell them about yeah. us. Less so, but yes. You're cool in your own special way. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Um, SoundCloud. See, guys, we're working on it. We're up yeah, in yeah. episodes it's weekly. Uploaded. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so they may not be on SoundCloud as soon as they are everywhere else, but they're, they're there. You know, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What else do I got? Um, um, oh, yeah. Once again, thank you to altplayground.net for sponsoring us no, and allowing us to. Um, be on your platform and say freaky shit. Um, <laughs> and by freaky shit, I just mean that we talk about the podcast. Yeah. But, I, I mean, the podcast, podcast is kind of freaky sometimes. Yes. Yes. The podcast is occasionally freaky. So thanks to them for that. Um, is there anything else I forgot to say? Um, no. Our friends over at Polydas Millennium coming up. Yeah. Ruby at Polydas Millennium. Big up Ruby anyway today. Um, Sheree and Cheney of the Polycultural Diversity Alliance slash Black Poly Pride. Check out the Cuffin Season event this weekend. It's there. Like I said, the link is there. You better sign up. You can't sign up for the dating part anymore because, you know, that ended on the 16th. But the networking bit's still open and you can still meet people, y'all. You can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still important. Platonic platonic meeting of people. (laughs) But anyway. I'm Jen. Oh, I'm Sham. And, and we're monogamous. We're monogamous.